Welcome to Burning Bright, a weekly podcast presenting poetry and prose from Passager. We were so busy celebrating the start of 2023 a couple weeks ago that we totally forgot that January 8th to 14th was National Pizza Week. We apologize to those of you that tuned in that week expecting to hear fine literature about pepperoni and anchovies and the relative merits of New York versus Chicago style. To make up for that omission, this edition of Burning Bright features Pete's, writers who have Pete in their names. Peter Lucas said that after remembering ads from his childhood about a device that let you throw your voice, quote, I spent the afternoon drive trying my best to sound words with the nasty five, B, F, M, P, and V, without moving my lips. Doesn't take much to amuse a 73-year-old retiree, he said. Here's Peter Lucas's poem, Ventriloquist. The bow-tied ventriloquist lobs his voice, a parabola of syllables, over the field for his puppet boy to grab and mouth as though his own. But like a sun-blinded outfielder, boy stops, still staring up as all the vowels, nouns, and verbs fall about his feet, unspoken, unheard, his bow-tie bobbing on his Adam's apple, the man berates and scolds the boy, who points to a winged boy in the cloudless sky, then holds out his arms and spins about like the winged boy, kettling up like a kestrel in lazy, graceful spirals to the sun. Ventriloquist, Peter Lucas, from Passager, Issue 67. Kimberly Peterson said that after her husband died and she started dating again, she found that the rules had changed. Here's her poem, Scratched and Dented. His condo now serving as a dusty closet, he proposes a merger of households, to cut costs, of course. The only ring he offers her burned into his mahogany coffee table by a candle wick, blazing so blood orange it scorched through its holder. Much of her newer furniture is relegated to the basement. He refers to When Harry Met Sally and Wagon Wheel Table Kicked to the Curb to justify defending his male treasures. His end tables were scratched by barn tabbies matted with manure when he accepted them from a blonde ex, one in a litter of feral lovers. A connoisseur of slightly damaged, he picked her from a line of speed daters, plump, potato-eyed, middle-aged women, bruised by first marriages, ripe with lowered expectations. It's years before he trusts her sandpaper against the furniture's rough edges. The knot she finds beneath the coffee table burn is like the one tied around his tongue by his father's belt buckle. He continues to Han Solo reply, I know, to all her, I love yous, despite the softness she sees edging his soapstone eyes. Although house and home never features their decor, she relishes her coup de cour when she sees their eclectic collection of dented furniture together. Kimberly Peterson's Scratched and Dented, from Passager, Issue 67. Peter Hornbostel said he wrote Bolero in Brazil's former mining town, of Uro Preto, while sitting on a wall outside the beautiful old San Francisco church. 
Here are some excerpts, ever so slightly edited, to make them work without the rest of the story. João Custodio dos Santos and Teresinha moved around the floor with the grace and elegance of dancers who had danced together for decades. In fact, they had. Joaquim, said Teresinha's mother to her husband one Saturday night some 25 years ago, perhaps we should take Teresinha with us to the Bolero tonight. As soon as the family entered the hall and sat down, a young man came over to the table. Would the senorita care to dance? Joao dos Santos asked Teresinha. Teresinha shook her head, a vigorous no, but her mother quickly answered, Oh, she'd be delighted! And so Teresinha obediently stood up and walked out onto the floor with the young man. And so every Saturday night for the last 25 years, he and Teresinha had danced together at the Bolero on the second floor of number 132 in the Rua São José. Physically, they didn't fit together very well, he about five feet tall and she almost six. But they danced so well together that no one noticed. João Custodio was holding in his arms the slimmest, most graceful woman in the hall, and they had never been out together. Well, he thought, it's now or never. He gracefully moved Teresinha closer to him, so that her left ear was close to his mouth. Would you like to have dinner with me on Monday, he said. For the first time in almost twenty-five years, Teresinha's right foot stepped too close to his left foot. His foot bumped her middle toe, and for a moment they stumbled out of beat. No, she said, and spun out to her left, although he hadn't signaled a spin. Thank God, he said, me neither. She spun her body back close to his, their feet back in perfect harmony with the rhythm. But, she said, we can dance. Excerpts from Peter Hornbostel's story, Bolero, from Passenger, issue 52. To subscribe to or learn more about Passenger and its commitment to writers over 50, go to PassagerBooks.com. You can download Burning Bright from Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and various other podcast apps. For Kendra, Mary, Christine, Roseanne, and the rest of the Passenger staff, I'm John Shore. (laughs) ¶¶